the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. Now, I should tell you that today is a very special day for a couple of reasons. Number one, Clark Hilton, who is the engineer of this program, has taken it upon himself to decorate the KPDQ studios for the very first time this whole season. Thank you, Clark. It's very festive in here in sort of a creepy kind of a way. <laughs> Some of these little creatures in here I have real questions about. Uh, beyond that, today is the Rice Family Christmas Special, and I've invited Dan Rice to join me here in studio. And together, we are going to provide you two hours of broadcast excellence. That will include conversation and mute. Well, maybe not excellence. That might have been overstating it a little bit. Broadcast mediocrity. That's Broad- closer to what I'm going to do. <laughs> Well, we'll do the best that we can. Anyway, we're excited to have you with us this afternoon. And I should mention that we're also going to be giving away two pair of tickets to Thrive Girls Night Out. We'll give you more details about that. But it's an opportunity for you to get together with the girls here at KPDQ and our sister station, The Fish, for a great evening on Saturday, January 27th. And we'll give you an opportunity to win two pair of tickets during today's program, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, welcome, Dan Rice. It's good to have you back in studio. Merry Christmas. Hi, Georgine. Merry Christmas. Well, as I mentioned, we're going to be playing some music. We'll tell a few stories. We'll just have a little conversation about Christmas's present and past. In fact, I wanted to ask you if you remember, Dan Rice, if you remember our first Christmas together. No. No, no, no wait now. Now, think back for a moment. You and I have been married for 35 years, and it all began... You know, with the the seasons coming and going, if you thought about it for just a moment, it had to have been one of your fondest recollections, you and I celebrating Christmas together. Now, give it a thought. Do you remember our first Christmas? Um, no. What? Seriously, you don't remember our first Christmas? No. Sorry. You don't, You really don't remember our first Christmas? No. Don't remember it. You don't remember anything about it? No. Me, you, Christmas? No. I, I can't believe it. I would have thought that would have been among your fondest memories uh, looking back. I, okay, well, I guess you don't remember our first Christmas. I remember a couple of Christmases, but it was the one I'm thinking of is before we were married. Well, that, that still would have been our first Christmas, not necessarily married. But what do you remember about our first Christmas? I knew it was there. Let, let's hear about it. I know this is going to be good. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be romantic. What, what do you remember? Well, I, I remember uh, picking you up and mm-hmm. taking you over to my mom's house. On Christmas morning? On Christmas Day, because she made Christmas breakfast for everybody, and everybody would stop by and wish Merry Christmas and stay a while and stuff. Now, if I recall, I think this is the first time I had been with your whole family. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. So yeah, I, sure. I I was a little nervous. Uh, you had been at... A, track meet the day before so you were worn out and uh, I think up late coming home all the way from Eugene where the track meet was anyway uh, Christmas day um, you do Christmas on Christmas Eve your family did it Christmas Eve but on Christmas day I picked you up and brought you over uh, to 
my house, my mom's house, for Christmas uh, breakfast, and and then we'd watch football or something, whatever was on, and you fell asleep on the couch. (laughs) I fell asleep early, and I stayed asleep most of the time. Uh, Yes, and I tried to explain to everybody... She's not a deadbeat. She's she's she runs track for the University of Oregon. She's a duck and she runs track and <clears throat> she's very tired because there was a track meet yesterday. I think it was on Christmas Eve. It was kind of hard to believe. But anyway, you were up late and so you were just very tired and everybody kind of looked at you lovingly and said, <laughs> oh, isn't she cute? She really is. A, seems to be a nice person, at least when she's asleep. So... <laughs> The thing is, I'm not, you know, some people, they fall asleep and they just look, oh, they look so peaceful and just beautiful. I, that's not the way I, I'm sure my mouth was all open and I, I may have snored. It, it wasn't a drool, a little, little drool. <laughs> it wasn't a good picture, but that was our first Christmas together. And I remember um, years later, we would go to midnight mass with your mom. Uh, and I remember uh, being there, obviously late at night. And the carols, uh, the music was starting, and you and I, we sang with gusto. We believed what we were singing, and so, hark the herald angels. And we stood out quite a bit and well, embarrassed uh, ourselves a bit. Well, most of the people in the Catholic Church don't sing out. They leave that to the choir if there is one. And so when we were singing, Oh, come let us adore him, really loud, because we should, Oh, come let us adore him. Uh, people would people in the rows in front of us were <laughs> turning turn around, around going, what's wrong with you guys? And we would just smile and keep singing because we understood what we were singing about and felt it should be expressed. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, Christmas present, Christmas past. We're going to share some music with you throughout the program today. So I hope you'll just make yourself comfortable and enjoy the Rice Family Christmas special. Now, we're going to go to break right now. Let's go out with a rousing rendition of Go Tell It on the Mountain. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. We're back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show, but with me in studio this time is Dan Rice. It's the Rice Family Christmas Radio Special. Hi, Georgine. Hi, Dan Rice. Hey, Dan, share one of your earliest um, memories, one of your favorite memories of growing up at Christmas. Uh, okay. We were poor. We was po folks. Po folks. But uh, my mom and dad never let us know that. They always uh, did something to make it seem like this is the way it should be. And, uh, for instance, uh, when my mom didn't have bacon, eggs, um, peanut butter, anything for breakfast, she would make um, hot chocolate and toast would be our breakfast. Mm. And she would make it into a big celebration. And we'd go off to school thinking, that was great. Let's do that again. Uh, Instead of telling us we don't have any money and blah, blah, blah. Um, she she made it uh, work. She made our, our poverty work for us. <laughs> but one Christmas, we was po and po. We didn't have anything, and my parents were a little bit embarrassed because they couldn't get us gifts. Uh, they were able to get a tree and did the whole decoration thing, but there was no gifts under the tree. Uh, on Christmas Day, my grandfather and grandmother. Al and Ruthie, my mom's parents, came over, and um, Grandpa Al had a a white sheet slung over his shoulder full of gifts. It was almost like he was Santa Claus. Mm. And he walked in, and in the sheet, he unfolded the sheet and laid this thing out, 
And in the sheet were gifts for everybody uh, that they had gotten for us. And so that day I got a football and some other things, uh, really uh, amazing things. And our Christmas was was not sad that day because of... uh, Grandma and grandpa. The generosity of your grandparents. Yeah. One of my fondest memories of Christmas had nothing to do with getting gifts, but it was what I thought was going to be my directorial debut as I was a Sunday school teacher and I had brought together all of the little kids in my class from the House of Prayer of All Nations that we were going to put on a Christmas pageant that I'm telling you the angels in heaven would have been taking notes because it was going to be spectacular. I had taken the time to write out little scripts for them all. We had staged it. I told, you know, your arm goes up here. Everything was going to be done to the T. And I was convinced that their parents and everyone else in the congregation that Christmas Eve morning, or excuse me, that Christmas Eve evening, they were going to marvel at the gifts that were brought out of their children for this presentation. Well, it didn't quite happen that way. And really? um, I it remember <laughs> handing out the scripts to these kids who were not in with one exception, Lisa Hart. Lisa Hart was the only <laughs> exception. She was into it. Everyone else in my class, they were all boys. And we're talking probably about eight or nine. So maybe my expectations were a little high. I was probably about 14 myself. Anyway, I passed out all the scripts and we would go over them. And, you know, I assumed they would learn their lines. And I remember the day of the event. I'd lowered my expectations a little bit, but only slightly. And the, the program began. It was my turn for my class to come forward. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present the, I don't remember what, what class we were. We would like to present the Christmas story. They had sheets and blankets all over them so that they looked like the characters they were portraying. Nobody knew their lines except for Lisa Hart. So I ended up moving from one child to the next to read the line. And Mary said to the angel, then moved to the other end of the line. And the angel declared, and then I moved to the other <laughs> Back and forth. Lisa Hart, she knew her lines. Nobody else did. And then at one point, a young man, I don't know, he got me excited because he was going to try to remember his lines on his own. He began to speak, and I knew this was the moment. And what he said was, let me see that paper. Because <laughs> he, he didn't know his line either. <laughs> I was humiliated. 14, I was already a failure as a Sunday school teacher. That's one of my fondest memories because, well, it was an epic failure telling the greatest story ever told. Oh, well, but you know, I, I was the granddaughter of a Sunday school teacher. I was the daughter of a Sunday school teacher, and I was going to be a good Sunday school teacher as well. I continued in my efforts to teach and you know, that's about how it went. Let me see that paper was the only line anyone ever remembered from that Christmas performance. And so what are we going to do next? Some Uh, children see him. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. We're back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show, having a bit of fun on a, a Thursday afternoon as we anticipate Christmas. This is the Rice Family Christmas Special, and with me in studio is Dan Rice. Hi, Georgine. Hi, Dan Rice. Hey, today is the first day of winter. It's the season between autumn and spring. It uh, comprises in the northern hemisphere, usually December, January, and um February, and today marks the beginning of winter. First day of winter. Yeah. It uh, actually kicked in somewhere around um, 830, 845 sometime this morning. So happy winter solstice. Thanks uh, a lot. I, <laughs> I think we want to be talking about something else, though, during this show, right? Well, I was just saying it's winter. That's all I was saying. Okay. But here, let's put winter into perspective. Well, it's Christmas. 
They say it's the most wonderful time of the year. At least that's what we're told. But if we peek beneath the Christmas tree skirt or behind the tinsel, if we're honest, the challenges and disappointments we carried through Thanksgiving will still be there at the new year. Real life can be messy, and the picture-perfect Hallmark Christmas is tough to achieve and even tougher to maintain if we happen to pull it off at all. 2017 was a bit messy. Dan Rice had a heart infection. My mom had multiple eye surgeries that required multiple follow-up appointments. Did a dinner for 200. I thought there were going to be more like 50. Organized a women's conference and lost my voice on the last performance of the Portland Singing Christmas Tree. As for Christmas decorations, well, I guess there's still time. As far as Christmas goes, well, I'm something of a wreck. Or at least that's what you might think. My perfect life is a perfect mess. Maybe you can relate. What I can tell you, though, is Christmas is a wonderful time of the year. For me, Christmas is another opportunity to draw near to the Son of God, the baby in the manger, the Savior on the cross, and to the intercessor seated at the right hand of the Father. And I rejoice. Maybe you think that God can never use a life as messed up as yours or mine. If that's what you think, let me encourage you to think again. The good news is that God is bigger than your messy life or the mess dominating today's headlines. He is God, and he is unafraid of working in messy places with messy people under messy circumstances. In fact, he delights in and gets a kick out of surprising us with his amazing grace. When you think about it, that first Christmas was pretty messy. A girl is miraculously with child. Her parents are utterly ashamed. Her fiancé, not the father, is ready to dump her. And then he is told, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and he believes it. How bad can it get? The girl is in labor far from home with only a barn or a cave to shelter her as she labors to give birth to her child. The only place to put her newborn is a manger, a cattle trough. Now, we might imagine fresh, fragrant straw from a fresh bale of hay, but I doubt that the cave was stocked with neat bales stacked against the wall. The straw that night was neither fresh nor fragrant. Life was a mess, but God was in it. God sees Mary with her tiny infant and sends a host of angels to announce the birth. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. The messy manger is itself a sign from God. Is your life a mess? Then let this be a sign to you. God does not look for perfection from us. He uses the rough places to draw us nearer to him and to reveal himself to those who seek him. The God of the messy manger, the resurrected Christ of the cruel cross, and the Holy Spirit in whom we live and move and have our being, he can break through in your life, begin to clean up your mess, and bless you too. And that, like the messy manger, will be a wonder all of its own. As promised, we want to give away a pair of tickets to Thrive. It's a girls' night out on Saturday, January 27th at 6 o'clock p.m. at Gray Gables Estates. I'm so looking forward to this because all of the women here at KPDQ and our sister station, The Fitch, are going to be featured. You're going to hear their testimonies, stories of encouragement, hope, and help as we anticipate the new year. And we'd love to give away a pair of tickets for you and a girlfriend to join us. And we'll do that again uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. The telephone number to call is 1-800-845-2222. 
800-845-2162. That's 800-845-2162. And did I say which caller? I didn't say. How about caller number three? Is that good, Clark? Okay. 800-845-2162. Again, that's coming up on Saturday, January 27th, 6 o'clock p.m. at Gray Gables Estate. We're giving away a pair of tickets. Thrive, a girl's night out. You can find out more at kpdq.com. I hope you'll join us. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. And we're back 50 minutes after 4 o'clock. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Listen to these verses from the Hebrew Testament book of Micah. But as for you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you, one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His going forths are from long ago, from the days of eternity. And he will arise and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will remain, because at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth. And this one will be our peace. Oh, I love that. That's rescue. And that's a great rendition of one of my favorite Christmas songs. Terrific. They're great. I love being reminded of how long Israel waited for the promise of God. Um, we had some pastors on the last couple of days and, and we talked about just the, the length of time um, between the first prophets, really in Genesis, when there's a reference made um, to the coming of a Messiah all the way through the Old Testament, the 400 years between the end of the Hebrew scriptures to the start of the New Testament, such a long time to wait. And yet God was ultimately faithful and satisfied the desires of the nation that he uh, called his own. So it's, I love that because it reminds us of that history. Yeah. He uh, sent his son to be Emmanuel, which means God with us. Mm. What a tremendous... And the, the, the other thing that's interesting to me is how little um, was, was known about him actually coming. He wasn't recognized, although this was a pretty low-key event. One would have thought more people would have caught on along the way, and yet it was kind of a quiet, obscure event involving people who were little known in a very small town of Bethlehem, the least significant of the of the tribes of, of Israel. But God uh, did it. Yeah, announced by the angels to the working class. Yeah. The shepherds who were out watching their flocks by night. So the night shift got the message the first time. Well, you're listening to the Rice Family Christmas Special. I've invited Dan Rice to join me in studio, and it gives us an opportunity to just talk a little bit about Christmas, our own, and uh, the one that we celebrate um, all together because it represents the birth of Christ. And along the way... You're going to hear some music. In fact, in the next hour, Dan has a story that he'd like to share with you, and we'll give him an opportunity to do that. We'll also share more scripture and just having a bit of fun as we anticipate um, Christmas morning, which is coming up on Monday. I can hardly believe it's that close and that the end of the year follows so closely thereafter. uh, 2017 coming to a rapid close. It's been uh, quite a year. No kidding. Well, I want to give away a pair of tickets to Thrive. This is our second pair of tickets to a girls' night out. It's a joint effort of KPDQ and our sister station, The Fish. That's coming up on Saturday, January 27th, 6 o'clock p.m. at Gray Gables Estate. There's going to be music, uh, testimonies given. It's really going to be a great, fun evening. You can kick your shoes off, have a great time of warm fellowship. There's going to be a great gourmet meal served, and we would love for you to come and bring a friend with you. So we want to give away our second pair of tickets to Thrive, 
a girls' night out to caller number four and the number to call, 800-845-2162. That's 1-800-845-2162. Two. You can find out more about Thrive at kpdq.com, uh, all the important details there. But again, that's coming up on Saturday, January 27th at 6 o'clock p.m. And that's going to be held at Gray Gables Estate right here in uh, Milwaukee. It's right off of McLaughlin Boulevard. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So, Dan, do you feel like you're ready for Christmas 2017? Um, no. Have you done your Christmas shopping? No. I'm the best uh, Christmas Eve Late shopper. Yeah, the truth is, I have not purchased a single Christmas gift. Now, I know it's not all about that, and I'm not, I've decided I'm not going to be anxious about it, but I probably should get started here soon. Yeah, we probably should do something um, about that. Were you thinking um, maybe what you might get me for Christmas? I mean, you know, just, you know, maybe what you thought you might get me? Yeah, I got an idea. Really? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'll plug my ears, and, and why don't you tell everyone? what that might be. No, I'm not going to tell anybody. Really? No. Is it expensive? Uh, uh, Yes. Yes, it's very expensive. Is it lovely? It's lovely. Am I going to like it? You're going to love it. Is it something to wear? Uh, Maybe. Does it sparkle? Maybe. I can hardly wait. Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't gotten you anything yet either. Yeah. well. Well, we need to work on that in the next couple of days, don't we? (laughs) We do. I just barely got the Christmas decorations up. Your whole family uh, will be expecting us on Christmas Eve, right? And we got to have gifts. Bring some packages. I was thinking boiled eggs. We can talk about it later, but boiled eggs. Who couldn't use a boiled egg? Uh, uh, Me. Oh, well, we'll come up with something else. Okay. Hey, you're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. It's a Rice family Christmas special, having a great time with Dan Rice in studio. That doesn't happen very often, but it's happening right now. In the second hour of the program, we're going to hear a special story um, that is the, the story of the Christmas gift that Dan will share with us. We're also going to read through some scriptures that are relevant to this season and uh, recite some lyrics from one of my favorite um, Christmas hymns, uh, which we hear only this time of the year. So we're looking forward to that. Again, more music coming up uh, as well on this Rice Family Christmas. Also want to encourage you if you'd like to join us for Thrive, that's coming up on Saturday, January the 27th. And while this is the 21st of December, and it probably seems quite a distance away, it'll be upon us before we know it. So go to kpdq.com for more information. We would love to have you join us. It's going to be really a special evening uh, for women in our listening audience. So hope you'll, uh, hope you'll be with us. We've got news and traffic coming up at the top of the hour, you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the second hour of The Georgine Rice Show. About six minutes after five o'clock is the time. And this is the Rice Family Christmas Special. Dan Rice is with me in studio and we're having a good time as we are anticipating the celebration of the birth of Christ. So it's good to have you with us in studio. Thanks, Georgine. You got a story for us? I do. Um, but before I start it, mm-hmm. I'd like to make a little announcement. Ooh, an announcement. This is perhaps, I don't know about this because uh, I'm not here every day, but I, I think this is maybe the first time you've ever um, played a track from your Christmas album. Would that be right? No comment. <clears throat> that would be right, folks. Um, so anyway, pay attention at the end of this story because you'll hear a song from Georgine's uh, Christmas album called Christmas Light, and um, it'll be good at the end of this. So now, the Christmas gift. 
Once upon a time, there was a very wealthy man who, with his devoted son, shared a passion for collecting art. Together they traveled around the world, adding only the finest art treasures to their collection. Priceless paintings by Picasso, Van Gogh, Monet, and many others adorned the walls of their family estate. The widowed father looked on with great satisfaction as his son became an experienced art collector. The son's trained eye and sharp business mind caused his father to beam with pride as they dealt with art collectors around the world. One year, as fall approached, war engulfed the nation, and the young man left to serve his country. After a few short months, the father received the tragic news that his son had been killed in action. The father was deeply grieved for the loss of his only child. Distraught, having lost his wife years before, and lonely in his grief, he faced the upcoming Christmas holidays with anguish and sadness. All the music and decorating and food could do nothing to cheer him. But on Christmas morning, he was awakened and told there was someone to see him. In pajamas and bathrobe, he went down to the parlor where he was greeted by a soldier with a large wrapped package in his hand. The soldier introduced himself to the man by saying, I was a friend of your son, and I was the one he was rescuing when he was killed. I have something to give you. I'm an artist, said the soldier, though not a very good one, but I want you to have this. He handed over the package. As the father opened it, the paper gave way to reveal a portrait of his son. Though the world would never consider it the work of a genius, the painting captured the young man's face in striking detail. The father was awestruck at the way the soldier had captured the personality of his son on canvas. Overcome with emotion and welling up with tears, he thanked the young man and offered to pay him for the picture. Oh, no, sir, the soldier replied. I could never repay what your son did for me. Please accept it. It's a gift. Well, the father had paintings moved in order to hang the portrait over his mantle. After the soldier had gone, the man sat in his chair and spent the rest of that cold, snowy Christmas day warmed by gazing at the extraordinary gift he had been given. During the days that followed, the man learned that his son had saved many of his wounded comrades before a bullet stilled his caring heart. As the stories of his son's gallantry continued to reach him, fatherly pride and satisfaction began to ease the grief a bit. The painting of his son became his most prized possession, far eclipsing any interest for the pieces for which museums around the world clamored. Every time visitors came to his home, he took them to see the portrait of his son before he showed them any of the other great works he had collected. The following summer, the man became ill and died, sending the art world into great anticipation. According to the will, there would be an auction on Christmas Day, the day the father had received his most precious painting of all. Then on December the 25th, Art collectors from around the world gathered to bid on some of the world's most spectacular paintings. They had visions of fulfilled dreams and achieved greatness. Who would be able to say, I have the greatest collection at the end of the day? But the auction began with a painting that was not on any museum's list, the painting of the man's son. The auctioneer asked for an opening bid. The room was silent. Who will open the bidding with $100, he asked. Several seconds passed, and no one spoke. A bidder from the back shouted, 
Who cares about that painting? Let's forget it and get on to the good stuff. And many voices echoed in agreement. No, we have to sell this one first, replied the auctioneer firmly. Now, who will take the painting of the sun? More silence. The bidders began to shift restlessly. Who will take the sun? The auctioneer cried. From the back of the room again, the estate's gardener, a friend of the deceased, father spoke. Will you take $10 for the painting? That's all I have. I knew and loved the boy, so I'd like to have it. The auctioneer called, will anyone go higher from the back? Give it to him for $10 and move on to the masters. After more uncomfortable silence, the auctioneer finally banged his gavel and declared, going once, going twice, sold for $10. Cheers filled the room and someone exclaimed, Now we can bid on the real treasures. But the auctioneer laid down his gavel. I'm sorry, he said. The auction is over. Stunned disbelief quieted the room. What do you mean it's over, someone said. We didn't come here for an amateur painting of the man's son. We've come a long way to bid on the millions of dollars of art pieces in this collection. We demand an explanation. The auctioneer replied, It's very simple. There is a stipulation in the man's will that I was not allowed to reveal until now. Only the painting of the man's son would be auctioned. Whoever bought that painting would inherit the entire estate, including the priceless art. The auction is over because according to the will of the father, whoever takes the son gets everything. On that Christmas day, the poor gardener who loved the son became one of the wealthiest of men. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to the Rice Family Christmas Special featuring Dan Rice. Hi, Georgine. Hi, Dan Rice. Listen to these verses from the Hebrew Testament book of Isaiah. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. There are scriptures about the long anticipated one from Genesis right through to Revelation. Among them, the long anticipated one will be a descendant of Abraham, a willing sacrifice. He will be from the tribe of Judah. He will be the Passover lamb, a prophet like Moses, a descendant of David. He will be called God's son. He will be resurrected by God and greater than David. He will be the rejected cornerstone born of a virgin and the great light, mighty God and prince of peace. He will perform signs of healing, a light to the nations. He will be the suffering servant, a preacher of the gospel the righteous king. He will be born in Bethlehem. He will be the eternal word become flesh, the image of the invisible God, the radiance of God's glory, the alpha and the omega. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, 
and not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph arose from his sleep, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took her as his wife, and kept her a virgin, until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. I'm reminded so often that the angel spoke first to Mary, then to Joseph, and then the shepherds. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. They were under the oppression of the Roman government. Circumstances were rather bleak. And yet the angel said, do not be afraid. And the zeal of the Lord will accomplish the very thing that he declared was about to, um, about to happen. And that's a word for us here today. 2017 has been a very challenging year. A gunman, an election, a protest. Do not be afraid. The zeal of the Lord will accomplish everything he has said to that generation and to our own. Do not be afraid. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show, the Rice Family Christmas Special. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be back to continue with music, scripture, and more. With me in studio, Dan Rice. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Well, it's Christmas, and what would Christmas be without God's Word? We're going to share some scripture in just a moment. But you're listening to the Rice Family Radio Special. We do this, well, once a year, every other year or so. And with me in studio is Dan Rice as we reflect on the celebration that we're all about to engage in as Christmas is just days away. Georgine, I think you got some verses to read, don't you? I do. Let's start with the second chapter of Luke. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. 
When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. And from the Gospel of Matthew, the second chapter. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophets. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. 49 minutes after 5 o'clock, you're listening to the final segment of the Georgine Rice Show and the Rice Family Christmas Special featuring Dan Rice. Well, it's good to be here, Georgine. It's been a lot of fun. I want to give our listeners a quick glimpse of what's going to happen over the next um, about week and a half. Tomorrow, we're going to feature, as we have done for quite some time, the Focus on the Family, A Christmas Carol. I love the story, and it does uh, point us toward the one who uh, resolves the conflict we have with God. So we're looking forward to presenting, once again, Focus on the Family's A Christmas Carol. And then on Monday, Hope College Vespers will occupy the first hour of the program, followed by the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir Christmas. And again, that's on Monday in the four and five o'clock hours. On Tuesday... Uh, right through the following Tuesday, we're going to feature the best of the Georgine Rice Show for the second half of 2017. We've gone through interviews and uh, picked the ones that we thought uh, were the most interesting, were most uh, informative, and we're going to share those with you once again. And that, uh, again, begins on Tuesday, uh, the day after Christmas, and that will run right until Tuesday, the day after New Year's Day. Uh, the best of the Georgine Rice Show for the second half of 2017. And then we'll be back 
live in studio on Wednesday, January the 3rd. Sadly, there'll probably be way too much to talk about, but hopefully we'll all have our hearts a bit um, prepared for the challenges of the, uh, the new year, putting things back into perspective, remembering the sovereignty of God, the promises that he has made, and that they are true today as they were when they were first uh, uttered, whether by the uh, angels, by the prophets, or in his word. So we're looking forward um, forward to that. One of our favorite Christmas hymns is Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And we wanted to share the lyrics of this because it reminds us not only of the coming of the Savior on that first Christmas morning, but it reminds us that a Savior is coming uh, again. He has promised in his word that he will return. And all the promises that are yet unfulfilled will be at that time. So we wanted to just share Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And sometimes when we set something to music, we don't uh, we don't hear the words as deeply as we might if we were just to hear them all by themselves. So we're going to share the, the lyrics of this poem with you from the hymn, the Christmas hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine own sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. Now, it seems to me an appropriate response to the Christmas story, whether it's the first appearing of the angel before Mary or the angels in the heavens that appear before the shepherds uh, praising God and that heavenly host that had to have been a spectacular display. Our appropriate response to what God has done is to worship him. And the highest uh, praise is the word hallelujah. So we want to close with the hallelujah chorus in a bit of a, well, how would you describe it? It's gospel. It's a gospel version of the Hallelujah Chorus. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com